What's up, nerds? And welcome back to your weekly dose of all that is pop culture and nerdum with your three favorite fat nerds. That's right, it's time for the flagship Three Fat Nerds podcast, better known as 3FN. And of course, as always, we are coming to you from the 8122 Production Studios at Dragon Master Games. I'm your host, Rich. And joining me this week, as they do each and every week, first up, he is the man who definitely does not put the Slim in Slim Jim, but he puts the Mega in Mega Stick. We're talking about Ron. What's happening? And of course, over here, he's, you don't need, you know, he doesn't need an introduction, but yet he has the longest introduction all podcasting. Ladies and gentlemen, hashtag Big Natty Cool, hashtag Mad Dog Strong Sale, hashtag Diesel Malenko, because he's the man of a thousand and four hashtags. Ladies and gentlemen, he's the leader of the Minnows game, and he is, of course, your favorite podcaster's favorite podcaster. He's the man, the myth, and the legend rolled into one ginger bearded feller. Ladies and gentlemen, it's Diesel. For no reason. Fuck Hulk Hogan. Hey! <laughs> of all the times, he's, he's the only one without controversy so far. Yeah, uh, he'll, he'll do something stupid. Oh, well, absolutely. <laughs> but I'm just saying, for, you know, so far, everybody else has gotten buried on Dark Side of the Ring but Hogan so far. I don't know how that's possible. But it is. Uh, hey, by the way, if you're joining us for the first time, or you know, this is one of the first episodes that you've heard as it comes out, because you met me at New York Comic Con, thank you guys. I've met a bunch of great people down there, and uh, a lot of some of the, I had a few different people subscribing and stuff, so hopefully you guys are listening. So uh, thanks for being along for the ride. Uh, hopefully they didn't get scared off by some of the other stuff. <laughs> if they didn't go back to the first four episodes, it'd be all right. <laughs> that's, when that, that's when it was. Uh, we were talking for three and a half hours, and the audio was rough. Yeah, that's true. Remember, that's before we yeah. had the board. We had the before we had the board. So that we means were, you could hear me in your right ear, and you could hear you two in the left. Yeah, we <laughs> had two mics. Share a mic. Yeah. yeah. Before well, we couldn't we, hook up. We couldn't hook up more than two yeah, mics. Yeah. <laughs> before COVID, or else we would have had issues back then. Oh, this was a while ago. I mean, yeah. we're, we're almost almost four years ago. Yeah. We're, we're in year. We're in year four. Raise your hand, swing the mic over. <laughs> All those days. <laughs> oh, my God. Hey, at least we never did the phone thing. No, 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 no. We always had microphones. We just had an aggregated device hooked up to my laptop, and it could only hold two. <laughs> so that's what you got. Uh, but now we have the whole whole shebang. Anyways, how was your week, Diesel? It was a good week. Uh, it was a long week. Uh, work was tremendously rough last week. But the weekend was good. Got to relax quite a bit. Got to sleep early a couple nights. That was good. The world wants to know, did you play D&D this past week? We did not play D&D this past oh, week. Man, oh, man, two yeah. weeks off, man. <laughs> yeah. Welcome to the world of Dungeons yeah. & Dragons, oh. where getting everybody together is the hardest part of the game. Yep. So, fingers crossed that tomorrow we uh, we, we continue the exploits. But, yep. I'm hoping for that update. But I know I know that Ron played D&D this week. Yes. Uh, At least one of the groups. Uh, well, yeah. The other group hasn't met in like a month. Oh, so. geez. <laughs> yeah. So, I, I the Friday group has been kind of on hiatus for reasons. Um, nothing really bad, just time, scheduling conflicts. Life. Hey, summertime Life. is crazy. Yeah, you know, you got family, you got yeah. people with families, you got people well, who want to go out of town. Summertime's yeah. hard. Yeah, it's always been that way. Uh, we just had one guy change shifts to night shift, so he's not coming because he works Friday nights now. The uh, the other guy, you know, it was speedy fest over the weekend, so you know people were going to that all weekend. So it just was like it just easier just not to, to play. Uh, Wednesday group, we are still working through Dungeon in a Box. Um, we are still stuck in this. Stupid library thing and tried to find the map. I think we found the map, but we can't read it or something. Is there a hidden like doorway if you'll pull it? Oh, it's it's. 
I think I think I I even think I got my ass knocked out by the last the last boss or pseudo boss fight. It was a sphinx, a metal sphinx, and I yeah I died because you know dexterity saving throws and a you know cleric with minus one to dexterity because you know armor. <laughs> Preaching to the choir, yeah. my yeah. first death saving roll, nat one. Yep. Yeah, that's a hard feeling. Yeah, yeah. So you know, but we we ended up beating the Sphinx, uh, and I think that's when we found the. It was the end of the session, and I think that's when new guy said we got the the map, but somebody couldn't read it because it was like, oh, like can't read any maps because it was cursed. But he touched it. Well, that so, was that wasn't smart. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I I don't remember if it means that we all can't read it or if it just. Him and now, so but he can't read any maps now because of the curse. So, <laughs> that's kind of funny. <laughs> that's even more hilarious. Um, but yeah, I got knocked out. I passed. They healed me, and so I got up and just healed myself and just did what I had to to stay move mobile. And the barbarian just you know roared and crushed it. So you know it is what it is. Sweet, sweet. Yeah, but that was that game group. Yeah, well, I mean, at least at least you're having fun there. Yeah, no, it, 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 we're having a lot of laughs with it all. So well, that's, that's good. That's 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 yeah. the whole point. I got, I got to see a lot of people playing D and D this weekend. Uh, of course, I was at New York Comic Con doing coverage. We're going to be talking about that when we open up here in a second, but so I won't go into it too deep now. But yeah, lot, lots of game rooms, lots of meetups, lots of cool cosplay and stuff. So I mean, it was kind of a real cool world to be around. So I, I saw a lot of that this weekend. And uh, like I said, let's lead into talking about that. But before we do, got to let you guys know how to get a hold of us. And of course, it's simple. You just uh, go ahead and find us on any social media platform. Three Fat Nerds Pod, throw an at in front of it. Or if you would prefer, go to 8122productions.com. All of the information is there, including information about Three Fat Nerds Podcast, Horror Zone 607, 607TWS. Uh, you know, all the people who provide their music for us, including the theme song that is done by our friend Shout Out the Robots. You can find them there. Uh, all sorts of great stuff over there at 8122productions.com, including the link to the T Public store. Go buy you some fresh swag of the uh, Three Fat Nerds podcast and help us out. And of course, uh, speaking of helping us out, if you want, you can join patreon.com slash 8122productions for as little as $1 a month. You get a ton of extra bonus content. And uh, with that being said, uh, that means this show early and it's the uncut, unedited, uncooked edition, plus so much more over there. And it does help support the show and everything we're doing. Last but certainly not least, twitch.tv slash 607podcast. Make sure you're liking that uh, that Twitch uh, channel because we got a lot of tons of great stuff there. That's where all the uh, Comic-Con, as of nights were, boom, go back. You can watch them now. They're still up for 14 days. It's pretty awesome. And uh, we usually, uh, 607TWS, which I'll have an announcement about coming up after this, is there every week. Plus, we do... Uh, wrestling pay-per-views, UFC pay-per-views, uh, and uh, pretty soon we're going to kick up the movie nights. I've decided what November's movie night is going to be. I just have to iron out a date, but I will talk about that. Actually, fuck it. I'll launch it now. November, we'll be doing our, our return movie night, Superheroes. That's nice. right. We're going to watch the documentary finally with everybody. <laughs> so that's going to go down in November. I will get a hard date for everybody after I figure everything else out, but there you go. All that and so much more. And like I said, 8122productions.com is the best place to go. If you ever forget any of that, the liner notes to this show have all the links. Well, with that being said, let's talk. Let's talk some shop. Uh, well, I was at Comic Con. It was a lot of fun. Oh, wait, for a minute before I go any further, I'm forgetting things again. Uh, six, uh, 607 TWS. 
Uh, we'll be only podcast form again this week. We are too tired after coming back to Con <laughs> to do a double booking on a Monday. So we're going to squeeze it in before we go. Myself and Ken M are going to see Halloween Kills because Ken M, who usually doesn't watch horror movies, well, this is going to be intriguing, is going to be reviewing it over on our friend the So Wizard Podcast. So he's going to be on So Wizard Podcast the following week to review Halloween Kills. So he's going to go with me to go see it because I want to see it in the theater. So there's that. We'll be talking about that in a minute as That's well. That's what, so. Thursday? Yep. Yes, if you're interested, yeah, I already have tickets. I can, I'll, I'll tell you the seats yeah, after. Just tell me the season, yeah. I'm not going to tell you the seats now because then everybody's going to try to come. <laughs> Everybody, even even if they're not in the same city as us, they're going to be like, I want seat. <laughs> That's fine. I know. Uh, anyways, so it's pretty awesome. So Pretty awesome, pretty cool. Getting at it. But let's talk about New York Comic Con. I'm so excited about it that I want to talk about it. Uh, by the way, tomorrow, Tuesday, because we record on Mondays. I know if you're on Patreon, you get this Monday night. If you're listening to everywhere else, it's available on Tuesday. So if you got this on Tuesday, you're like, well, it is Tuesday. Uh, but yes, uh, the ODPH records usually their entertainment show on Wednesday or on, t- or on Wednesdays and their sports show on Tuesdays. This week, they're flip-flopping it. I'm going to be on the show, and we're going to be doing a full-on review of New York Comic Con and everything. So I'm not going to dive into a full-on review. I'm just kind of dive into what I saw in my experiences because not only this was this my first New York Comic Con as press, this was my first New York Comic Con, period. So it's something I've always wanted to do, and I had an amazing time. Uh, I just opened up by saying thank you to Read Pop and the fine folks at New York Comic Con for allowing me to be pressed for their event, and uh, it was awesome. They opened the doors. It was great shit. Uh, big shout-outs to Foonmation, who had a great setup at Con. Uh, they, uh, it's kind of a bittersweet one. So the first event we did was Sakura Park. And it was this uh, light, nice, serene place that they had set up in the middle of the floor. Uh, and it was kind of nice. It was kind of cool little atmosphere for information. But they did a press event at 10 a.m. on opening day of Con Thursday. And <laughs> they told us in the press release that it was going to be light snacks, coffee, tea. They didn't mention water, but we assumed water would be there, which it was. So what does a light snack mean to you, Diesel? Oh, I'm going with the Funimation thing. I'm thinking Pocky. Well, well, we're yeah. just going breakfast in New York. Yeah. No pocky. There was no candy. Oh, right. I'm, I'm thinking very light. Like so, yeah, but they were like less than like breakfast sandwiches. Like maybe top end, like like the one hitter cereals and maybe milk cartons. Yeah. Probably something like that. Um, maybe breakfast bars, granola bars, something right, like right. that. Uh, but donuts, yeah. donuts come to yeah. mind. Pastries, Bagels, pa- you know, pastries like that. Uh, fruit, yeah. fruit comes to mind, right? Yeah. That, that's what we were all thinking, right? No, they had they had full on breakfast sandwiches, breakfast burritos, and uh, some other breakfast items, plus all of what we just mentioned, <laughs> Jesus. Uh, bagels and everything. And uh, the only problem I had with this is we bought breakfast before, <laughs> so I'm like, shit, I can't even take advantage of this. I did have some of the lovely infused water. They had a watermelon strawberry infused Ooh. water, very tasty. But anyways, they were awesome all weekend. Foundation was. They gave us a swag bag. Uh, you know, I did not expect the shirt to fit me because you know. Uh, they only usually give extra larges, and I, I don't blame them. I, I mean, I'm, I'm a large gentleman. I mean, this podcast is not just cleverly named. But they did give me a lanyard that I put my passes on, and they gave us a mask, which was really nice. super cool, nice. too. Uh, so, shout-outs to Foomation, of course. Uh, later on, I we, we covered the My Hero Academy. Well, we covered their launch one on, on opening day, uh, and they had a performance. Not only did they talk about what Foomation was doing, not only did they talk about the mer- – I mean, not merger. shouldn't say merger – uh, the partnership with Crunchyroll. Uh, yes, they have a deal with Crunchyroll. Okay. And uh, the, 
the deciding on Crunchyroll's thing at Con, I'm pretty sure it's more like remember when AT and T and AOL got together <laughs> and they did they kept the name, but AT and T is the one that bought them. I'm yeah. pretty sure that's what happened here. Okay, I, I can't confirm or deny that though because they aren't confirming or denying. But the only Crunchyroll employees I saw were at Foomation Departments. I'm just throwing it out there. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, cheers to them though because they did awesome. But uh, they talked about a bunch of things that are launching, including for some of the first titles from Crunchyroll that are coming over to Foomation's uh, service. And all of a sudden, we got Guap Dad 4000 performance. Uh, do you know Guap Dad 4000? No clue. I bet you you would know some of his music because it was heavily featured in Shang-Chi. Okay. So the hip-hop music in Shang-Chi was most, uh, most of okay. it was Guap Dad 4000. Awesome. And he's a super big anime fan, come to find out. But he performed like three songs, including at one point, he jumped the barricade and was rapping in the crowd. Nice. He was like, basically, he followed that it was better at task for forgiveness than permission. <laughs> I loved it. He was awesome. We enjoyed it. And then after they did a kind of an interview with him about anime and his love for anime and how it influences some of his music and his stylings, because he has that definitely like the uh, definitely Japanese kind of beats, yep. you know, the, 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 uh, the techno Japanese techno beats, kind of what you hear in animes. Yeah. So, like, he's he was really cool. So, that was kind of a cool event to be a part of. Because, you know, you're not used to, like, guys on a panel jumping over the barricade and just start rapping in the crowd. But also, you're not used to having a concert there. Okay. So, it was kind of awesome. So, day, for the first day, which was Thursday, it was kind of like a day where we mostly stayed on the floor. I got a bunch of B-roll footage that we're putting together for some videos. I got uh, I Oh, I freaked out once, though. Are ready for this? I got to see him in the flesh. Bruce Leroy. Oh, no. He was at Comic-Con. Oh, I saw him at Comic-Con. I went, oh, shit, Ken. And I think I think I have it on video because my phone <laughs> then fell off of the holder, you know, the, the, the stabilizer head. Fell off the stabilizer because I fucking moved so quick. So I think that you hear me freak out and, 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 and uh, fanboy out. And I'm like, it's fucking Bruce Leroy. So I beeline the Bruce Leroy. I did not get a picture or anything. I should have. Yeah. That was the one thing that I regret. I probably should have just walked up and got a picture and a photo or, and an autograph from Bruce Leroy. But I was so pumped man to see bruce leroy uh kel was there as well he oh, signed nice. stuff all, all these our big our good friend dre driven he got an autograph from kel so kel was super nice so tons of people around man it was it was a lot of fun uh so that, that that's what we did day one pretty much just walked around and, and saw the floor and of course being my first time i'm drinking in like this giant atmosphere then i'm finding out that of course this is smaller than it normally is no oh, but geez. by smaller i'm like this is greater than any con we've ever yeah. gone to times fucking 100 like it's massive like the javits is massive so massive in fact there's a new building because we're gonna get to that on day two and that is where the empire stage is and uh you have to exit because for whatever reason i don't know if it's finished or not, there's metal doors that could open to make it so you can go in there but they had those closed so you had to exit out the front door and then just walk across into another door you're still on property yeah. you're still behind the property lines so you walk into another door and then you had to go up w one escalator and then the second escalator you go up is the longest escalator i've ever been on in my life i've had a, i had an entire phone conversation on the escalator it had to be a good 200 feet inclining up and then you go off of there and you're not done you have one more escalator until you get to the floor oh. that's going to be important in, uh, a little later but yeah so the first day we did a lot of that it was, it was a lot of fun Saw a lot of cool things. AEW bought some shirts from them. Uh, I know a young Padawan Jay hit up Fye real quick because they had a bunch of the exclusive uh, Funko Pops. So we hit that. He hit them up early because it's smart. Anything exclusive, it is smart if you're there on day one to hit get that out of the way, ASAP. Yes, because it sells out ASAP. Yeah. 
And Thursday, I, I was told there was like kind of old school New York Comic Con ways where it wasn't as busy. And you could definitely tell that in the other days because it wasn't crammed, so it was nice. It was a good day to walk around the floor. You know, we went to a few panels that day, but not a ton. Let's go to let's go to Friday, day two of the con, and uh, I opened the day, and I was like, you know what, my my legs after getting to the city on Wednesday, and then we walked to Times Square, and went to Midtown Comics and shit like that. My legs were killing me. Went to Shake Shack. You will be proud. We went to Shake nice. Shack. It was delicious. Uh, my legs were killing me, so I was happy that I was going to be up in the Empire stage. I, at this time, had not been to the Empire State. So remember how I told you the layout? I did not know this layout until after all of this. So the first thing we did was we, is Ken was like, do you want to walk around the floor? I kind of, or do you want to, or do you want to do this panel? Because I'm kind of on the fence about it. I'll let you make the call. And it was Critical Role. Yep. And they're, mm-hmm. they were rolling out for their prime, Amazon Prime show, uh, Legend of Vox Machina. Yeah. Uh, very funny, obviously. Uh, it was virtual, which was weird to watch a, uh, Thing in personal that was virtual yeah. <laughs> but it was still cool and they even did a live scene with them doing the voices live so that was really cool so i, I gotta I give them shout outs i'll be checking that out it uh, it, it comes out and not too that is not too distant future 2022 little in the first part of 2022 nice so keep your eyes out for that very good uh, you'll enjoy it uh so then i make my pilgrimage up because i have to be up there about four one o'clock for the chucky premiere because they did a premiere and panel with Jennifer Tilly, and uh, yeah, I love how you're and oh, the creator yeah. of the, uh, the 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 creator of Chucky period Don Mancini. Nice. So uh, I get up there, and then I realize how far up I am, <laughs> and I'm not scared of heights or anything, but I'm like, oh fuck, there's nothing up here. Like it's brand new, and you you could really smell the new of the building. Like if you pulled your mask down for a minute, and took a you, you know that new like building smell. That's how it smells. That's how new this place. I don't think there's been an event in it yet, but there is no food things, no drink things. And the bathrooms are in the weirdest fucking spots Ooh. on this floor. Now, leaving this floor to go all the way back downstairs will take you a while. Keep this in mind. <laughs> Rich, in his possession, thankfully, at the bodega, had bought a package, like a, a, a five-pack or whatever it is, of Pop-Tarts. Overpaid for them, of course. It's New York City. And I had bought a bottle of water, a big bottle of water, at the 7-Eleven. So I have three packages of Pop-Tarts and a big bottle of water. This is going to come into play. <laughs> so, by the way, the Chucky preview, uh, I'm going to talk about it here because I'm going to talk about it a little bit here because it, pre- it debuts on Tuesday. So, if you're hearing this, if you're not on Patreon and you're hearing this, uh, you might see it at the same time. Uh, but I'm going to talk about it again, Horror Zone, but everybody will have a chance to see it by then because it premieres on Sci-Fi and USA. Uh, I will say this. It was a slow burn. Very slow in the beginning. They set up a lot of story. And you get, they get a lot of teases. By the time, like, halfway through this episode, I'm like, enough with the fucking teases already. Right. Give me Chucky. You know, kind of like one of those getting impatient things. Yeah. It does pay off at the end, and then you can kind of see where the series is going to go. And from what they show, and from what Don Mancini said, they, when he was like, yeah, you think you, it, when you're watching that, you think you know where the series goes? You're absolutely right. It goes there. Okay. okay. And you're just like... Oh, that's gonna be amazing! Because <laughs> like, it's, it's a, so I think that it, make it through the first episode. The first episode, in my opinion, it was good, but it took a little bit to build. Thankfully, they're building the world there. We know from them, uh, from Jennifer Tilly and from uh, Don Mancini, the first episode or the the OGs don't really start showing up until episode five. Okay. You will hear bits of them on the phone or like glimpses of them, but they don't really start to show up. So uh, we know that uh, Jennifer Tilly is obviously involved in this. Uh, the kid that played Andy. Uh, Alex Vincent, he yeah. is involved in this. Super cool. 
But I got I got to be honest with you guys. I was not ready. Uh, also, uh, just throwing it out there, the character, the lead character of the show is called, his name is Jake. Uh, Jake is based loosely, obviously, because he never did any of the things that this character is going to or has do or does do uh, on Don Mancini because Don Mancini is a gay man and uh, the, the lead character is gay. Okay. And that's leading to, I mean, it's not a spoiler, it's leading to his bullying. So it's kind of a neat little like uh, like going. Uh, also from there, we found out that Devin Sawa, uh, they love Devin Sawa so much. Don Mancini loved him so much that his character in the show is a twin. Okay, awesome. <laughs> uh, Jennifer Tilly has never seen the Chucky movies that she's not in. Don Mancini and her, I guess, go to dinner all the time. Is what she was saying. She's like, I wine and dine him and buy him gifts so she'll keep me in these movies. <laughs> nice. And he was like, one day I'm gonna just tie her to a chair and make her watch. She was like, sounds like fun. She's awesome. Uh, Don said that he ended Cult of Chucky with a lot of loose ends because that's what people talk about. But he said he he did that because on purpose because he had the intention the whole time of making a TV show because he thought that it would be the best place for this would be a TV show at this point in juncture. Uh, he looked at Walking Dead and was like, well, if they can do it. Why can't I? I have a very entertaining character, and I think it would be a great TV show. Uh, Jennifer Tilly says about the season that it's so fucked up and insane. <laughs> uh, exact words. And last but certainly not least, when we get towards uh, half, about halfway through the Q&A, which was only about 15 minutes long because obviously the, the premiere took uh, 40 minutes up, uh, a young man in the crowd, they went to questions, and the young man in the crowd said, uh, why am I the best character in the show? And it was Zachary Arthur who plays Jake. And then he got interrupted by another actor who said, but wait a minute, I'm the best. And that was Alex Vincent. Of course, everybody's known him as Andy throughout yeah. the series. So both Andy, uh, so they were both there at Comic-Con. People surprised. They came up and answered some questions. And uh, it was a really fun panel. Nice. And it, overall, I was I very much enjoyed it. Yeah. I mean, I enjoyed Call, Call Chucky. I thought it was hilarious. Um, so. Could I make it through it? Yes. Okay. I think you'd enjoy it. Yeah. Once it's got- very funny. It's, it's, very, it's, it's more humor- then disturbing. Yeah. Once, once like Bride of Chucky happened, it sort of got way more comical. I was like, all right, I think I can make it through these. I have a video of the open. It's not the open of the show, but they did a cool open for us because they opened with the show. So the lights cut down. You start hearing the, the child's play music for the show. And then all of a sudden, like they had a graphic of saying when it, you know, it starts on, uh, I think it's what is it, October 12th. This is Tuesday. Yeah. Uh, so I, I, I saw the, the thing up there and then all of a sudden you hear Chucky. He's like, oh, look at New York Comic Con. Look at all you nerds out there. And and for, it was weird because they edited they edited him because he said something about being at. And he was like, make sure you turn off all your devices and stuff so you don't be that asshole. But they bleeped it who leaks stuff on the internet. And he like went on this whole thing. It was cool. And they bleeped him a few times. And then at the end, he's like, all right, well, enough with me. I'm gonna we're gonna play the show. I'm gonna go buy one of those big swords that you guys are selling there. <laughs> and then walked nice. away. That was so cool. Uh, they made so they made it an experience and. Uh, it's funny that they bleeped him out because the show has a ton of cussing in it. Okay. Including one of my favorite lines is a teacher telling a student to shut the fuck up. <laughs> yes. Nice. <laughs> and they're middle school kids. These kids are all in eighth grade. <laughs> so, anyways, uh, I, I, I say watch it. Like I said, it may... You might think it's really slow. There is a payoff towards the end of the first episode. But when you see... You can kind of see where the series is going. And it's it should be a very fun and good series. Uh, so then, I just stayed up there. Because the next panel was My Hero Academia, and Ken M joined me. So we watched the My Hero Academia panel. They showed like a 10-minute clip from the movie, because it was for the new movie coming out on October 29th. Very good. 
I love the panel. Uh, they were uh, most of the panels were being streamed, and actually, I can still pull them up. So maybe I'll do that for you guys if you guys want to see them sometime this week, or well, this month, because for thirty days you can still I can still watch the the panels back. So most of the ones that were live were streamed. Plus, there was virtual ones for virtual only, and uh, we were when we were up there. Uh, some of the things they don't show though. Like they had messages from the uh, three voice actors that play the three main heroes in My Hero Academia. And they didn't show that for whatever reason on the virtual, I don't know. And they also didn't show the clips. The clips were for obvious reasons. Because you don't want them leaked on the internet. So virtually you can't control people in the room, you can. So after that was done, I had to go back into line on the Empire floor. So mind you, that that's like, you know, my night is like four or five o'clock. Because the boys' retrospective panel was next. Okay. And we didn't stay for the full panel. It was really funny. They asked some good questions. Uh, but we didn't stay for the full panel because we knew the Ghostbusters panel was going to fill up quick. And we wanted to get in the queue line to get good seats. Because that was the main event panel. Uh, and that started at 7. So the boys ended around 6 o'clock. Got some time to, to get into the, the... Or it was like six thirty seven o'clock was when... Uh, yeah, no, it had to have been like, yeah, 6 o'clock. Something like that. I can't remember the times off the top of my head. Uh, but anyways, once that ended, we, we left in the middle. We got in line. Thankfully, they were pushing everybody forward. So we uh, were in the second queue line. Because what they do is they put you in different lines. And then they let the first queue line in and then the second one. It was really organized. I got to give them a lot of credit for that. Well, when they pushed the first line up, our good friend Dre Driven had just come into the room, and he got in. He got to be in the first queue line because they pushed them forward a little bit. Oh, nice! And I was like, he he looks over at us. And he's like, oh, you want me to come over and meet? I'm like, no, 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 no. you stay there. So I called him. Yeah, I'm like, bro, you're in the first queue. Go get us good seats when you get in there. You know, save the seats. Yeah. Like, all right, bro, I'm on it. <laughs> Thankfully, you know, so that was really cool. Nice. He goes in. He gets us good seats. We're in like third row. We got we got we got a screen the screen the stage is there fucking wonderful, and uh, man oh man uh, first of all they did a killer job because they open up right in panel uh, the DJs and stuff are like we get, we came in late too it was weird they started late and like they kept us in the hall so everybody's getting restless there's tons of people like when I talk about like main event panel. Like New York and Ghostbusters, that yeah. is that yeah. is the thing, man. And I'm a huge Ghostbusters fan. I know that you gentlemen are also huge Ghostbusters fans. So like when you're when you're looking and you see this, all these people there for Ghostbusters, you're like, oh, this is you know this is what we came for, you know. So we got really really it was it was really cool. We ended up uh, so what who we got for the why are, why did it bring up the wrong movie <laughs> Don't you, know <laughs> you, you know you know when you like look something up and it like just gives you the wrong movie you're like what the fuck so anyways who we got from the cast uh for this movie was of course we got ivan and jason reitman oh, nice. so jason reitman is the one who directed this movie and wrote this movie ivan reitman of course creator with dan Aykroyd and director of the first two films uh and then we had the uh, other writer on it i cannot remember his name so i apologize and then we had actors. So we had uh, we had uh, Carrie Coon, who plays Callie. She plays the mom. We had uh, Celeste O'Connor, who plays uh, uh, one of one of the classmates, who's one of the one of the one of the new kids. We had Logan Kim, who plays podcast. That's his name. <laughs> uh, well, he has a podcast, though so they just call him podcast. Uh, then we got McKenna Grace. Who plays Phoebe? So she's the young, Fee- the young girl you see in the in the movie. And of course, then we got Finn Wolfhard himself. Nice. nice. So so Trevor. So we got the entire kids cast. Uh, we were told that Paul Rudd was going to be there and very muchly wanted to be there. However, he got called off to do something else. 
Okay. Uh, we all assumed Marvel something because why else would what else would be that yeah, important? Yeah. You know, especially to him because he really like like they tried because they were like, oh, it's you can talk smack about him because all the cast was laughing. They wasn't and and like they all were like, he's amazing, he's awesome. He's Finn, Finn Wolfhard was like, he's one of the nicest people I've ever met in my life. Like yeah. legitimate, like he's awesome. And I've heard that from so many people. Yeah, yeah and they were like, and Finn Wolfhard's like, he like when we told you he really wanted to be here, like it killed him. He could not be yeah. here. We're not just saying that to you guys. Yeah. Like, like he wanted to be yeah. in this room uh at one point in juncture we made ivan reitman cry okay uh because uh they asked a question the moderator had asked a question about uh if there was some friction between father and son you know already directors and producers especially when your hands-on producer like ivan reitman was for this and this is his baby uh you know we're you know what, what kind of friction and he was making the joke about how their seats were like closer than what their seats were on that stage. So he was like, they were basically touching the director's and producer's chair. And he was like, and of course, sometimes, you know, I was taking it a different way. And my father was like, eh, you know, and, you know, had his opinions and stuff. And he was like, I wouldn't say anything. And then Ivan was like, you know, I think I can get out of line sometimes. So maybe, you know, and then it, Jason cut him off. He's like, listen, let me put it this way. Let's just end it like this. Cause it wasn't, there was nothing serious, but let's end it like this. If it wasn't for the man sitting to my left, we wouldn't have Ghostbusters. And everybody in the room started clapping, and then it was standing ovation. And Ivan Reitman's like, "Oh man, you guys are making me cry." And you could see, like, <laughs> yeah. it was, it was, it was nice, you know, because he got the admiration from the crowd, you know, because obviously everybody loves it. So we get to the end of the 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 wonderful panel because it was there's a lot of cool questions, a lot of good answers. We get to the end of the panel, and by the way, Jason Reitman would never be a great poker player. So the moderator says to him, "Okay, so we have some clips for the fans." Uh, you know, you know. Obviously, you guys, you know, whatever. You know, we have clips for them. Do you want to introduce the first clip? Jason Raymond goes, yes. But before I do, I just want to make a statement because earlier in the day, he thanked us all for being the, the most patient fan base of all time because the movie got pushed back, and then on top of getting pushed back, then pandemic happened, so it got pushed back again. And he was like, you guys are so patient and so supportive of us, and we can't thank you enough. And all of the people on the stage were clapping for us. And he was like, so he goes back and he's like, I want to reiterate that you guys have been so patient. Like, you guys have waited a long time for this movie, and I appreciate every minute of that. So you know what? Because you've been so patient, you don't have to wait any longer. We're showing you the movie. And everybody <laughs> went, oh, my God. So nice. they showed us Ghostbusters Afterlife in its entirety. And I got goosebumps right now. Look at my hairs are standing <laughs> yeah. up just thinking about it. Uh, I will not tell you anything about the movie. Because I will not be the guy who spoils any movie. And I know it's going to be the longest embargo ever because we have until November 19th. It's going to be so hard because I want to talk to people about this movie. I do have a few people, thankfully, I can talk to about this movie. <laughs> but, like, I want to say this. If you are not a fan of the Ghostbusters series, this is still a good movie. So I want to get a little, a little, let that out there. If you have, we have plenty of time now. If you're taking your kids or something, please show them Ghostbusters 1 and 2. You don't have to see those movies. You can watch this on its own. But if you have those movies and you've seen them, it's going to make more sense. I will say that. I will also say, chap on it. If you, unless you're a super fan like me and I remember dialogue from that movie, and that's how much I've watched you know, Ghostbusters and Ghostbusters 2 in my lifetime, go back and rewatch. Get a refresher. Because it will, it will help out. Once again, you don't have to. Because I'm telling you, it's a, it's a good movie on its own. But if you are a fan... I'm going to say this, uh, the best way I can put it. This was the greatest, most beautiful love letter to fans I've ever witnessed. And the movie hits on so many levels if you are a fan. It hits on a, it's good on its own. But it, if you are a fan of the Ghostbusters, which a lot of people are, 
this movie was what you wanted. Nice. Like, this is the movie you wanted to see. I, I will promise you that much. I will say I was in a room of 6,000 plus people. And unlike a movie theater, we got to react. And there was clapping. There was laughing, like, out loud. Like, everybody was just interacting with it. And we clapped for the scenes where, oh, my God, this is back. Like, I, it's not giving anything yeah. away by yeah. saying, when you see Ecto-1 for the first time, you clap your hands. Who the hell is calling me from some unknown norm number New York? <laughs> well, I'm recording nonetheless. Anyways, uh, <laughs> so, like, you, when you see that, it's, it's, it's amazing. Like, so, like, of those moments were clapping and, uh, you know, certain moments of the movie, like I said, I won't talk about, but it was amazing. Uh, I will tell you there are two post-credit scenes. There's a mid-credit roll and a post-credit. Okay. Uh, Jason Reitman did tell us beforehand to stay till the end of the credits. And then they reminded us, don't be, and he said the same thing. We heard He's like, don't be the asshole who goes out and spoils this and ruins it for other people. So that's why I would never, I would never do that. And the men in black were in, in, in full force. Um, if they saw your phone, <laughs> you were kicked out. Oh, really? Uh, not only just kicked out of that room, you were kicked out of con and possibly banned from con for life. They never had to say that. People just know these things. Yeah. Which, they were nice. If you needed to go out and use your phone to call a loved one, text a loved one, whatever, you could just raise your hand, and they would come and escort you to the door, and then bring you back. Like, it wasn't a problem. They weren't right. They weren't bringing ass. If you had to go to the bathroom, same yeah. thing. You can go. They weren't, which, I don't know why anybody would want to leave while watching, but, you know, it, I get it. I get it. Especially from, like, me, who had been on that floor for nine hours. <laughs> Thankfully, I couldn't eat or drink. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, you know, you're not expecting to see the whole movie. So I'm like, oh, I'm gonna be a little bit late. So yeah, deuces. we got we got like the quick. Uh, Ken M got the quickest text out to Pad because Pad was not with us. So he got the quickest text out ever, and I'm like, Men in Black. He's like, Oh shit! <laughs> he put it. In. That was before the movie started. Thankfully, yeah, yeah. I mean, shit. It was amazing. Uh, once again, I'll say it on here. I said it online. Thank you, Jason Reitman, man. Uh, I fucking I had tears of joy during that movie awesome. like not like I didn't cry cry but I teared up a bunch of times and it wasn't for sadness it was all for joy like that is that was how deep I felt about that movie personally and everybody in that room man we were high-fiving each oh my god I, I felt bad for Tyler from 30 and Dirty because he was sitting between me and Dre Driven and we're two big men and we grabbed I, we grabbed each other's shirts like ah, <laughs> we're gonna see the movie we're gonna see the movie he was the sandwich he was the sandwich meat. we were we were marking out like little girls and as deserved because yeah. as it, you know New York is yeah. Ghostbusters through and through doesn't matter where you move the movie to doesn't matter the situation that is New York and we were they were even talking about during the thing Jason Ram was like this is New York's movie like at the end of the day that is synonymous with this and uh, like I said I, I wish I could tell you guys and I, but I would never want to spoil it you guys need to see this so it gives a big thumbs up for me please go see this movie when it comes out on November 19th and we'll definitely be talking about it on this show if I say any more <laughs> I'm going to be tempted to tell you guys something <laughs> there's one last day of con and I don't want to I, I kind of want to go through it real quick because the last day of the, well, there was two more days of con, but we left on Sunday. We didn't come back. There wasn't. Uh, we were, we needed to come home for a couple of different reasons. Uh, Padawan Jay had some family in town. Plus, I'm tired. I both all of us had to go back to work on Monday. So we uh, so Saturday. Uh, I had an interview. First thing first thing in the morning, I had an interview with uh, the Ghost Hunters people. Well, Kindred Spirits and Ghost Hunters. They're from the same team. Very nice, very lovely people. Had a good time. We're going to talk about that in uh, Horror Zone Six Hundred Seven for all your horror fans because that's more of a horror piece. Uh, then I I didn't go to too many panels that day. I went to a few. I went to the AEW panel. 
So that was fun. Adam Cole, Orange Cassidy, Darby Allen, and Thunder Rosa, and hosted by Tony Schiavone. Uh, had a lot of fun, and we'll be talking about that during the week as well. But I'll tell you what, Tony Schiavone and Orange Cassidy going after people for bad questions was amazing. Because <laughs> people were trying to ask them business questions about AEW. And that's why when Ken was like, yeah, do you want to ask a question? I'm like, no, because the people questions I want answered, there's nobody up there can no. answer. But people were like, when are you going to run Madison Square Garden? And fucking Dar- or, or, or Tony Schiavone's like, I don't know. I, I don't, I'm hoping that's in the works, but I can't tell you. And then Orange Cassidy goes, I got this, Tony. Next question. <laughs> <laughs> By the nice. way, he stayed in character the whole time except for one moment. Somebody in the crowd asked a really good question and said, hey, since the forbidden door is open, who would you like to face from anywhere? And before that kid finished saying the statement, Lawrence Cassidy leaned forward and said, give me Zack Sabre Jr. I Ooh. want I want Zack Sabre. Zack, you know where I am. Come, come. Nice. I, it was nuts. I was like, I he was dead serious. Like It was weird. He was out of character. Uh, uh, Adam Cole said Okada in a singles match. Uh, Thunder Rosa said Io Shirai. Oh, okay. So she was one of her trainers in Japan. Yeah. And she went over there and she did some training there as well when she was a young wrestler. So she wants to give it back. I thought it was cool. There was another question where somebody was asking about who they were going to sign. And people just started yelling shit in the crowd. And Tony Schiavone's like, hey, hey, let me just say this to you guys. They, after this panel's over, booking 101 is the panel is next. And go to that panel and then you can book your own shit. Put your own money on there and book your own shit. He was like, I guarantee all of you guys that are critical of any wrestling show that's on TV, not just our company, other companies, any of you are critical. If you were, if they gave you the chance to write Dynamite, I, I bet by by the latest 7.55, your asshole would be that tight. And I'm like, he's not wrong. It's a fucking great answer. And then later on, he addressed, what I thought was the best thing he addressed, he addressed the war. So there is no war. It's a competition. Yes, we are in competition. But you know what's cool? When but when there's companies that are competing, things are better for you, the fans. Why are you guys worried about it? Your fans. He was like, you know what? I was there for the Monday Night Wars. You know what happened? Both companies were doing amazing. True. <laughs> so that's what we're hoping for. What? Seriously, I don't want anybody to do bad. Neither and neither should they. So why do you guys? Like, don't don't file the hype. And Thunder Rosa's like, yeah, don't be assholes. Thunder Rosa was my MVP. She was nice. amazing. But I was like, that was a cool thing. Like, yeah, there could be competition, but war is a big word. Yeah. And I, I agree with Tony Schiavone. So it was really cool. It was actually a really entertaining time. Like I said, uh, Orange Cassie staying in character the whole time. Fucking amazing. Next question. They, they asked him about uh, Tony, or sorry, Tony Schiavone said, uh, you were, uh, the first time I ever saw you, you were in a match where you fell asleep in the ring. Do you want to elaborate on that? And he goes, I was tired. <laughs> and then he goes back to me. He's like, you got anything else for it? He was like, I was tired. It was just so, it was so Orange Cassie. I loved it. And then uh, that day, uh, one of the other cool things I did was I got to do, I got to uh, interview the uh, cast of Why the Last Man. Uh, that was really cool, including the uh, showrunner and writer of the series, Eliza Clark. She was amazing. Uh, There's a couple other producers in the room. They were they were awesome. I thought that they they did a very good job. I, I enjoyed speaking with them. I do have it on audio, but I got to start rendering that out so you guys will hear it soon. But uh, yeah, it was really cool. I thought that uh, they portrayed it really good. Everybody has was really passionate about the show. I, it was pretty awesome, man. And uh, Dre Driven went to the panel. I didn't go to the panel because I. I was feeling like I'm going to walk the floor because I'm leaving on Sunday. So I'm just going to walk the floor real quick. And then I'm going back so I can record and watch GCW. Let's be honest. I was spent. I was tired. I am still tired. And and when we're recording, as I said, it's Monday. So I'm still tired to this day. Um, 
but an amazing time nonetheless. And uh, I, 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 I can't wait till next year. I'm hoping next year we can get uh, more. I'm, you know, the goal is to build up everything so we can get even more passes so everybody can go and conquer and divide. Uh, like I said, it was work. Obviously, we went and reviewed every night. We were on twitch.tv slash podcast, giving our full-on review. Uh, we're going to be doing another review on the ODPH uh, tomorrow as a point, or on Tuesday. It'll come out, as uh, I said before. So it's it's awesome. And uh, I got some uh, videos I'm going to be making over this week. So YouTube will have it. Look for the launch. Remember, search 607 Podcast on YouTube. There is some stuff up there already that is really old at this point. But that's okay. There's still some stuff up on there, including some Ron's unboxings. Uh, those were fun. Yeah. Uh, you know, it was when we were learning stuff. So forgive the fact that I think the first video, because we didn't know any better, we shot upwards. Remember, because I think the first video you held the phone upwards. Which yeah, I, did, yeah, yeah. I did the same thing. Yeah. And I did the same thing in the Dragon Masters video too. Yeah. I held yes, the phone yes, upwards. Yes, so I, didn't, I was like, oh shit! Yeah, I, yeah. 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 turn it sideways. Yes, that was that was my fault completely. <laughs> no, no, that was. Uh, but yeah. we both did it. That's yeah. what I'm saying. This is back when we were like, well, well for, so forgive us. That was that was early on. Yeah, we've gotten better. We've got. I promise you that. But uh, I can't wait to do all that stuff. So New York Comic Con was awesome. If you have a chance to go, I would definitely go. If everything, if knock on wood. If everything goes well, uh, hopefully it'll be back to being gigantic again and the big companies will be back. But the crowd definitely brought tons of great cosplay. I drank Ecto Cooler. That's fucking right. There was Ecto Cooler from uh, one of the the trucks had uh, homemade Ecto Cooler. It tasted pretty damn good. Nice. I, paid, I paid 16 bucks because I bought two of them over the weekend. <laughs> so eight bucks a piece. Best money um, you spent all weekend. <laughs> dude, empanadas. There was this great empanada truck, Nucha's. Uh, I eat some empanadas. You know me. I'm going to eat food. And man, I got some good stuff. There was some really cool stuff in the vendors. Dude, lots of great artwork. I, I could have easily spent a shit ton of money if I didn't reel myself in because there was a ton of great stuff down there. So I say, yeah, go ahead and uh, make sure that you check that out in the future. I made that happen, and I'm fucking super excited I did because if nothing else, I mean, it was cool being press. It was cool doing interviews. It was cool, you know, taking it all in. But that Ghostbusters Afterlife and then yeah. seeing the movie was just like yes that's huge like that was that was like my moment of moments so with that being said though that's not all we got for you fine folks this week no 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 because we got some nerd news time that's right and now let's open up the nerd news we only got a couple things that we're going to be talking about this week but let's open up ron this is something near and dear to your heart they announced that uh, this week we're going to get an announcement for the new D&D book coming out in 2022. Uh, they didn't give us too many clues, but uh, you said October 12th, I do believe. Yes, uh, it says there's a, Amazon has posted a new listing for Dungeons & Dragons March 2022 title. Uh, it, it says tune in on October 12th to find out what adventure awaits. Um, pretty much uh, last uh, last month we ta- uh, they announced and we talked a little bit about it, of the new products coming out. And uh, some of the books is like goes into new places where, uh, well, Perkins said it. Sorry, Perkins, the one of the uh, writers says goes goes into new places we've never been before. Wonderful and scary places. Players are going to be absolutely terrified when they go into these settings. Um, if you have been, if you do your own research uh, or use Unearthed Arcana, which is playtesting material that's not technically legal in league play. So if you do league rules, you know it's if if you have more of a layback game setting you can use an arthur and canon because some of the stuff is kind of broken but they have uh some play tests for six new playable races four of which were uh tied to the star jammer universe 
So in that campaign setting, so uh, and then one's called Travelers of the Multiverse. So that's what it sounds like they're doing. Uh, there's another book coming out. Uh, Mordekind's presents Monsters of the Multiverse, which is technically a new book, but it's basically pulling all the playable races from all the other books and some new monsters and stuff into one book. Because if you're doing league rules, uh, you get plus one book. You get the player's handbook, dungeon master guys, monster manual, and plus one book. So that way you're just not picking little things from each like 17 different books. Um, and it, and it actually works very well. Uh, so this just lets you go, oh, I want to use, instead of having to go into uh, uh, like Ravenloft's book just because you wanted to use the haunted one for your background. Like it could be, you know, it could be in this. Not saying it is, but I'm just using that because it's what popped in my head. So we'll find out, we know, uh, on the 12th, which would be tomorrow or today if you guys are, you know, not on Patreon and listening to this. Uh, so I'll check that out and see what it is and give you more information on that uh, as it goes on. There you go. So next week we'll definitely have the initial information, but then from there, going on. All right. Well, guess what? There's a petition. Change.org. And it involves the new Halloween Kills movie that drops this Friday, uh, Thursday if you go to premiere showings, but this Friday, uh, everywhere. You ready to hear the petition? Because I'm going to read verbatim what the petition says. I want the scene removed in the new movie Halloween Kills where they show the slaughtering of firefighters. It is wrong because firefighters have been lured to the house's fire and murdered by the person who set the fire. And it's wrong that Michael killed the firefighters with the gear from the other firefighters killed. Uh, this description continues. As soon as to be, uh, as soon as a soon to be firefighter, I find it very offensive. And so does my mom and dad who are retired firefighters. So I want that scene taken out of the movie. Michael didn't have to kill them in a way they saved him. So he should have saved the two firefighters in the house and went on his way to kill his sister. There is no reason for that horrible, disgusting scene, especially since it has happened. It has happened in real life. Like I said before, firefighters have been lured to house fires and killed by some psycho in real life. Uh, the controversial petition titled Stop the Slaughtering of Firefighters was posted in June following the release of Halloween Kills trailer, which shows pieces of the scene in question. Now it's just getting traction now, and it's not. there's not even that many signatures. But first and foremost, before I say anything else... Okay, they're talking about fictional characters. Fictional characters. Yeah, fictional characters. And I'm going to run back to that in a second. But first of all, we can tell this guy did not see the movie because Michael Myers didn't start the fire... They trapped him in a house in Halloween 2018, spoiler alert, and lit the house on fire to kill him. And they were yelling at the fire trucks on the way past them, no, let it burn. So I'm just saying if they would have listened, they wouldn't have gone to the house. That is the first thing. Secondly, she's not his sister. They retconned that out. That was in part two. This was a direct... Halloween 2018 was only a direct sequel to the original, which means they aren't sisters, and they even make that comment in the movie. So obviously you didn't watch it. You just saw a trailer on TV, and because of a movie, you got your panties in a bunch. Okay, uh, if that's the case, let's take away everything on TV that depicts anything, because how many times do we see things on television depict cops being shot and murdered? Um, a lot. Are you are you out there? Are you boycotting every Die Hard film? Are you you know are you out there? You know, boy, did you boycott the Shield when it was on or fucking SUV or SVU? Sorry, I said it backwards. Uh, you know, really, man, it's fictional. Once again, let me hit it before I turn it to the boys. Okay, they're talking about fictional characters. 
fictional characters. Diesel. <laughs> they, they do realize that Michael Myers is not supposed to be a likable character. He's supposed to be evil, right? So y- yes. killing innocent people just trying to do their job kind of makes sense with the character. No one's supposed to idolize Michael Myers and be like, oh, we got to kill firefighters now. This is absurd. Like, I'm I'm sorry that the guy is offended, but he's kind of dumb. Kind of dumb. <laughs> yes. Um, Ron? I mean, I there's no reason for the petition. I get it. I just know, for reasons, more things. Like, there was a dude that was setting fires and setting up traps in this area a while, a couple years ago. Okay. So, like, I, 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 get, I get where he's going about the retired from. Trust me. Yeah. <laughs> I get it. I get it, but it's a movie. Like, what, what, what are you going to do? You're going to retcon backdraft because they run in the buildings without any protective gear and jacket wide open? Like, are they going to retcon American History X? Yeah, really. Yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of things that you're like, it's a movie. Yeah. And, like, here's the thing I could, I, I would understand it if it was something that was a real life movie and that somebody was doing this. Like, it wasn't Michael Myers. It's Michael Myers, man. Yeah. Or if it was glorifying the murder of Firefighters. It isn't. It's not. You're supposed to be like, oh, shit, these guys are fucking 100% innocent. Yeah, you're supposed to be like, fuck this guy. <laughs> like, also, uh, later in the trailer, and I'm sure because of past movies, it looks like he's in the house of some older people. So I'm sure that they get killed, too. Like, like, well, and I get in like, the last one. He walks through the house. Oh, yeah. And he's, <laughs> oh, the young mother and sticks the knife through her face. Yeah. And then I still thought he should have killed the baby. But whatever. Uh, I, that I, makes I, me a bad person. I mean, at least put the knife in the in the crib to give that illusion that he killed. Yeah. Him. And then, and the then, baby then you hear cry like, after. Yeah, so, you know, yeah. whatever. But I mean, he's supposed to be an asshole. He'll and it's a movie. It's a fucking movie at the end of the day. Like. I don't see like getting your panties in a bunch about it. I could understand if you were glorifying it, like Diesel said. I could even understand it if it was like a real life situation. But I'm sure they've made movies like that before. I'm, I'm sure of it. I'm almost positive we've seen some, yeah. and we've seen shows like Chicago uh, Fire. They do that. They do a whole show about it. It's really good, and there's been some fucked up things. So are you complaining about that too? Yeah. Like, come on, guys. <laughs> it, it, it's it's a little you know whatever. I mean, I'm sorry that you didn't like it. Then just don't see it. What happened to back in the day where that was just the thing? If you didn't yeah. like something, you just didn't go see it. You know, if you want to petition something, petition Rescue Me. Dennis Leary is a bitch. <laughs> I don't know. I love the Rescue Me. Oh, the Rescue <laughs> Me was a great show. But, like, it depicted the firefighters in not a positive light. Oh, not, go. no. Him, definitely not him. Like, I mean, the shield didn't depict police officers in a positive light. No. <laughs> yeah, but, but, but you know what I mean. Yeah. The wire. You, oh. mean, uh, you know what I mean? But my, my whole point stands, like, it's fictional. Like, let's let yeah, the movie play out. And we only have one more thing because as we were uh, going into record today, it is National Coming Out Day. So uh, for anybody who came out today, you know, proud of you. I, I mean that 100%. That's awesome. You know, uh, if, if there's anybody who listens to us that came out today, uh, let us know because I'll, I'll send you some. I'll send you something. This is going to open it up because somebody's going to be like, I came out today. And I'm going to be like, oh, okay, whatever. Uh, <laughs> slide in my DMs on uh, Twitter at Big Nanny Cool. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll send you something. Well, we found out that uh, somebody else came out here on National Coming Out Day, and uh, it is going to be upcoming. It is in the Superman Son of Cal L, number five, from writer Tom Taylor and artist John Timms. And uh, this is going to be, it's going to be interesting. Jonathan Kent, the new Superman, of course, the son of Superman and Lois, has come out as being bisexual. Sweet. Yeah, exactly. That's what I thought. Like, like it's funny because I think that everybody was waiting for everybody to have their like an opposite reaction. I was like, it's fucking awesome. Huh. I'm in. 
Like, I think we went through this during the um, the line of Captain America's, where it's like, as long as it makes sense to the story, we don't care. Yeah. Like, it's not like they're forcing, like, the gay agenda or anything like that. Like, if it makes logical sense and it's telling a story, awesome. Like... Absolutely, I'm all for it. Like I thought, this was a it was a, was a, a great move. I thought it was an interesting publicity stunt to do it on uh, coming out day. But I mean, hey, you know, if it shows solidarity and everybody likes it and everybody's okay with it, I don't give a damn. And by everybody, I mean everybody in the LGBTQ plus community, because mm-hmm. I don't care about what some asshole in fucking Arkansas who hates gay people thinks. Yeah, exactly. uh, you know, I, I don't care about that guy. So I think it's pretty cool. I think it's pretty awesome. And as long as nobody else is offended in that community for, and I think that so far I've heard nothing but positive. Positive outcries, I'm fucking in for it, man. And if you're one of those people that's like, my Superman's not gay, there's how many Supermans to choose from? Pick a different Superman, then. This one's not for you. Well, here, here's a good one. Your Superman wasn't. That would be Kal-El. And you can still listen about his adventures in action comics. And there you go. You know, this is this is the new Superman. This is Jonathan Kent. You know, this is a whole different beast. You know, son of Kal-El, as it, it's, it mentions in the fucking title. You know what I mean? Like, come on, man. I, I just think that too many people are are, are too... What's the political term? Political PC term I want to use for them? Too fucking stupid to realize <laughs> right. that uh, their view is not the only view. Yeah. You know what I mean? I just came back from New York Comic Con where nerds could run fucking wild and be who they were. And we saw everything, man. Uh, I'm not sure if we can take Diesel there because the amount of half-naked men and women would probably really turn Diesel on. And I mean good-looking half-naked men and women. I'm just throwing it out to you, Diesel. Uh, You know, it is what it is. Do they have any, like, really private bathrooms? Uh, In the press lounge, they do. Oh, yeah, I'm good then. (laughs) But it's only one stall, so you got to be careful. Yeah, just... Don't don't come knocking for about seven minutes. <laughs> well, there's still a urinal that people go into, so just be, fine. be careful. Be careful. Uh, that's all I'm saying. But I'm just pointing. I'm just pointing out the you know obvious. You know, like it was a nice unifying thing. Yeah. Then you see this. I have seen only positive things, but once again, the algorithm is set for me to only see positive things, only because that's what I look at. Uh, as far as these things go, but I'm sure there's some fucking moron out there like, hey, Superman should be gay. Fuck that, man. Yeah. As long as it goes well, he's not. First of all, he's not gay. He's bisexual. But secondly... All right, now I'm pissed off. You can't be the man of steel and have... Listen. Pick a little litter. No, no, no. No, listen to this. (laughs) I feel like that's the only way to be. Yeah. Dude, come on. First of all, first of all, well, I mean, Jonathan Kent is part human, at least, because he's born of an alien and 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 an earthling. So so at least he's he's part human. Why didn't anybody have a problem with the fact that Lois Lane's banging an alien? Yeah. Different species. species. You know what I mean? And I don't have a problem with that either. So if you have a problem that the new Superman is bisexual, remember, I don't know if we call that interspecies, if we call that bestiality. I don't know what you call no. alien on human sex. All you have to say is swamp thing. There you go. Yes, sir. So if it is bestiality, which one's considered the animal? <laughs> I don't know. Well, technically, I, I would think the human is because you would think that we are more because we come from monkeys. So and to, to an alien, we are far, yeah, we're far inferior them. fucking race. Yeah. Or species, I should say. So, I mean, if you think about it like that, you would think that, that he was fucking the animal. Yeah. I'm oh. just saying, if, if people don't want to ask these questions, then then shut up about it and just accept the fact that Jonathan Kent's bisexual. I like it. And listen, if I was Superman, I'd be fucking like Prince too. I'd be fucking bisexual all over the place. <laughs> all over the place. Because why Why pick... Why, if, if you are superhuman, if you are super fucking man, why would you just limit yourself? To one portion of the buffet. Why aren't you taking the entire buffet? 
Yeah, go full Loki on this. Fuck yeah, <laughs> man. See, I was in when Loki was bisexual, too, because I was like, uh, but although we said it for comic book fans, we've known this for quite yeah. some time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Loki's a, well, Loki's kind of a heathen, so why, you know, you know, you know what I mean? Like, why wouldn't he be promiscuous in all parts of his life? That's weird. Yeah. Uh, it makes sense for the character. Once again, like you said, it makes sense for the Loki character, and you know what? To me, it makes sense for fucking Superman. Because like I said, if I have godlike powers, why am I only just shopping at the one part of the buffet? I think I'm going to take the full buffet in. I get you. I'm just saying. Shit, right now you make me Superman. I got some people on the list. <laughs> on both sides. I, I'm with Diesel. I'm straight-ish. Yeah. I'm married. I have, I have, I, I'm not going to cheat on my wife. But, man, if I was still single, I'm just saying. Just there, there's some dudes that I would really turn out for. I'm just going to throw <laughs> that out there. I mean, you don't hesitate based like on saving someone based on their their sex. So, you know, you, you save somebody and, like, you share that longing gaze into each other's eyes as you're flying them back up to the top of the building. And, like, you know, maybe there's a connection there. Maybe, you know, <laughs> at, least a, at least a one-night stand. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you got to repay. You got to repay Superman oh, for saving your life. Yeah, man. At least you give him head. <laughs> Dude, I'm just going to throw it out there. I'm I, I I'm actually a big fan of this move. Yeah. Uh, it, October nineteenth, both uh, uh, both uh, issue fourteen or sorry, both issue four and five come out. I misspoke there. Uh, I know, so October nineteenth, you guys can all see uh, read the comic for yourself. I've heard it's a really good run too. So yes. yeah, uh, it's a nice thing. Uh, I I got to speak with uh, the creator of action or the guy who's writing has been reading action comics for a little while uh, down at Comic Con. So that was really cool. Very too. Cool. We'll be talking about that. So um, I I have no problems. Like, and if you have a problem with it, the opposite of what I said, I'm not sending you anything. Send me hate mail. Give them the, the, the Gmail. If you got a problem with it, slide into them DMs at Big Nitty Cool. Because you're covering up way too much, and I'll let you take a look at it. Dr. <laughs> Derek. Dr. Derek will help you out. He is the doctor of love Loveonomics. But I'm just saying, if you once again, if you did it, if you came out today uh, or, you know, recently... Let me know. I got some. I got some stickers and some swag to send you, just because you know we're fr- we're fucking proud of you here at the Three Founders Podcast. On a serious note, and if you have a problem with this, uh, as normal, if you have a problem with uh, Superman being bisexual, um, fuck you. I'm just saying at Three Founders Pod at oh, gmail.com. And also, I want I also want to point out. I, I think it also falls under. Okay, they're talking about fictional characters. <laughs> fictional characters. So if your panties are in a bunch, just remember that. I, I love when we get yeah. to play that clip. <laughs> but yes, anyways, with that being said, we are going to be done with the news, the opening segment. We're going to take our break. But when we come back, it's going to be that main event segment. It's going to be the second half of the show. It's going to be Jesus movie, triple stuff. And we got that box office for you. We got the top three for you. And most importantly, Jesus movie club. And of course, this week, we are talking about the return of James Bond and Daniel Craig's final Bond movie, No Time to Die, right after this break. Hey, this is Ken M. Padawan J. Coach Duffy. From the Ocho Duro Parlay Hour Podcast, and you're listening to the Three Fat Nerds Podcast. You're falling apart, and you know it. You try and try to hide it, but you show it. I need you to know, I felt it too. And I'm still trying to figure it out. Just like you, just like you, just like you.
Welcome back to Diesel's Movie Triple Stuff. Very exciting uh, box office this week. Uh, all top three is in the double digits, so things are getting back to normal. But coming at number five, uh, streaming and theater release, uh, Many Saints of Newark with another $1.5 million. For the fact that that got both and it was a smaller movie, that's, that's pretty good. Yep. Uh, number four with another $4.2 million, Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. It's still sticking in there. Yeah. Uh, for its second week on the list, The Addams Family 2, the animated movie, with another $10 million. Ooh. Then at number two, Venom, Let There Be Carnage, with another $32 million. Stop damn. seeing that movie. I was going to say, who, who's going to see that movie still, <laughs> damn it? And then uh, number one, No Time to Die, with $56 million. I mean, I'm not surprised. That's pretty big for the the uh, return. Of course, James Bond is also more of a niche market. But it's still, it's still big money for yeah. the pandemic. I mean... Honestly, well, we'll get to it in the review, but I'll give you a teaser. It's way better than Venom, Let There Be Carnage. <laughs> just throw that one out there. Uh, but uh, what's coming up? Coming up this week on October 15th, Halloween Kills. We'll be seeing that. Not you, but I we will be seeing, be seeing that. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, following week on October 22nd, the big movie release of Dune. Mm-hmm. And the new uh, Pixar movie, Ron's Gone Wrong. Yes. Yes. And they they showed a little teaser for that on the internet. I just saw a little teaser come up for Ron's Gone Wrong. Uh, but uh, I'm I'm looking forward to Dune. Speaking of which, uh, the, the week that Dune comes out, we will be uh, covering Dune. That will be the Diesel Movie Club pick. So we're giving it two weeks out. We'll talk about next week's after <laughs> after we're done because we're going to be festive. We're going to be holi- uh, Halloween holiday season for that. Just just a <laughs> teaser. But after we give our review, we will we will tell you what next week's Diesel Movie Club review will be. But. Diesel, I know you got a top three out here. Yes, this week's top three, going with the Bond theme, your top three espionage films. You know, it would be easy for me just to name three Bond films because I am a Bond fan, but I'll, I'll make it harder on myself and I will not list any of the Bond movies because I, I, I could just go off three Bond movies and call it a day. So let's not do any Bond movies for my hard thing. So espionage. Uh, you know what? At number three, I think I'm going to have to go with, uh, hmm. see, now I just made it real hard on myself <laughs> by doing this. I just want to point that out to you guys. Uh, number three, you know what? I want to go for, uh, you know, I Spy. Okay. I know it's okay. surprising. I found that very enjoyable. I love the dynamic yeah. between uh, Eddie Murphy and uh, Owen Wilson. I love Owen Wilson and things. Yeah. I just want to point that out. Uh, I know some people don't like him, but I, I, yeah, find, I, him deli- I find him delightful. I don't know how you can't like him. After Loki, any past sins of his are forget- forgiven. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, my number two is going to be Mr. and Mrs. Smith. Okay. I actually thought it was a badass movie. I, I know some people give it flack, but as far as an action movie, I thought it was badass. No, it was, the concept was good. It, like it just there was a couple flat parts, but overall, oh, yeah. overall, it wasn't a bad movie. Yeah, overall, I thought it was good. But my number one is got to be if once again making it hard, so I didn't pick Bond movies. True Lies. Okay, Ooh. that is amazing. Of course, starring the governor, the governor. also Tom Arnold, Tom Arnold, and of course Jamie Lee Curtis, who will be seeing in Halloween Kills this week. It all comes full circle. Full circle. But yes, True Lies is my favorite, and that's like I said. If we're talking about with Bond films, 
uh, just off the top of my head, uh, you can throw in there probably, you know, I definitely enjoyed the Daniel Craig run. I, 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 he became, I, prior to this, my favorite Bond was obviously uh, Sean Connery. I shouldn't say obvious because everybody has a different one. But uh, Daniel Craig has become kind of my favorite Bond. I, I think, and I'm going to say this in a good way, I think the best movie that they did, that he in his run was Skyfall. Personally, I thought Skyfall was a fucking perfect movie. So that would, if you pick Bond, if I picked a Bond number one, Skyfall would actually be that movie. And that's coming in into a lot of great movies because Dr. No was so good as well. And there's so many, dude, I could list fucking Bond films forever to do that. But if you're asking me my number one Bond film, it would be Skyfall, in my personal opinion. Ron. Uh, number three, I'm going with Spies Like Us. Ooh, Ooh. very good movie. <laughs> that was so, such a classic question a million times when I was younger. Um, I enjoyed this movie probably way more than most people did, Enemy of the State. Actually, yeah. Well, Will Smith, the first yeah, one? Yeah, yeah. Will Smith. Smith. Gene Hackman? Gene Hackman. Yes. Uh, Jack Black, first, like one of his first small, obviously a smaller role. I think uh, he was one of the computer guys. And, like, yep. I enjoyed that movie way more than probably most people. Uh, so, And then uh, number one, I'm going with Sneakers. I don't know if you remember that one. Oh, I do remember yeah, that yeah. one, yeah. And I enjoyed that one a lot. Absolutely. Those are all good. Those are all good picks. Uh, we uh, Speaking of which, before you give your list, I wish it was a spy movie, but it's not. Uh, because we talked about it on the way back, speaking of Jack Black, because Jack Black plays a bit role in it as well. Uh, the Jackal. Oh, okay. Right. Yeah. Yes. With Bruce yep. Willis yep. Yep. and yep. Uh, Richard Gere. Uh, when we were coming back, we were playing. Ni- we, were, we there was a list on YouTube Music for '90s movies music, and we we're me and Ken M were just trying to see if we can name them as they came on. And of course, the garbage song that's in that album came on. I'm like, ooh yeah, uh, Ken. I try to give after I gave him some clues, he got it. But I was just like, oh man. And Jack Black was yeah. also with that, but it was not a spy movie, so it couldn't have been on the list. That is a badass movie though. If you ever want to, if you've never seen The Jackal, fucking great movie. <laughs> Well, Bruce Willis plays a hateable fucking yeah. heel in that movie, which is great. Yeah. Now, at that time, nobody had seen him be a heel because he was always the hero. Yeah. So, what's your top three, though, Diesel? Right. Number three. I was never a big, you know, Bond movie guy, but one of the first movies I saw several times in theaters is a parody of the espionage movies, Austin Powers. Oh, I actually yeah, really yeah. enjoyed yeah. that franchise more than I should. Yeah. Oh, it's my, a, dude, I fucking love that's it. one of the few movie franchises. My dad's like, yeah, we need to go to the movies here to see because he loved them. He loved yeah. them. I'm like, I just hope they just do another one. I don't care. Yeah. Uh, number two in the same vein, the Richard Greco classic. If looks could kill <laughs> where he is a high school student. Who oh, gets, that's right. With yeah. the same name as a spy yeah. and gets the, the well, case. Oh, okay. Geez. We're, we're, we're going old school. What about, what about gotcha? I don't remember. Gotcha. It, Let's go. Just go. Then my number one is the uh, Marvel take on the uh, spy theme, the Winter Soldier. Okay. Yeah. Very good. Very good picks, Diesel. Yeah. But that all leads us to this week's Diesel's Movie Club pick for the week. And I mean, the fans already know, but go ahead and tell them what it is one last time. The new release, No Time to Die. That's right. No Time to Die. Uh, Of course, if you're under rock, came out this past Friday. Uh, as we record, of course, uh, I went to see it on Thursday in New York City, which was pretty awesome. But uh, it, it came out on October 8th. By the way, it was released in the United Kingdom on September 30th uh, at Royal Albert Hell on the 28th. And then the 30th wide release for the United Kingdom on October 8th here in the States. It's 163 minutes long. It is distributed by United Artists in North America and Universal Pictures internationally. Uh, the production companies were Metro Golden Meyer, so MGM and Eon Productions. 
Uh, it was produced by Michael G. Wilson and Barbara Broccoli. It's based on James Bond by Ian Fleming. The story for this movie was by Neil Purvis, Robert Wade, and Carrie Jojo Fukunaga. Uh, the screenplay was also written by those three, and joining them was Phoebe Waller-Bridge. And, of course, it was directed by Carrie Joji Fukunaga. I hope I said her right, her name right. Uh, it starred Daniel Craig, Remy Malik, Lisa Doe, uh, Lashana Lynch, Ben Wishaw, Naomi Harris, Jeffrey Wright, Christoph Waltz, Ralph Fiennes, and so many more. Those are just a few that I'm going to list. It had a budget of 250 to 301 million. And do you guys want to guess what the global box office is currently standing at for No Time to Die? Week one, I'm going to say 120. Ron. Yeah, 135. 313.3 million. Obviously, everybody in Europe is going out to see (laughs) Bond, and I do not blame them. So it is time for us to give our reviews. And I know Diesel did not do his homework and did not see No Time to Die. But uh, even though you're in the room, you're getting spoilers. So with that being said, if you have not seen No Time to Die yet, and you want to see it and you do not want the movie spoiled, this is a good time to pause this episode, or stop it technically, and put it to the back burner till you see the movie, then come back and listen to the review of James Bond because we are talking spoilers in three, two, one. We're in the spoiler zone. Uh, so, like I said, we went to uh, the Regal in Times Square to see this movie. Uh, it was like, from Khan, it was a good like 10 block walk. So... Trust me, I was happy to sit down in the theater. It was a very good theater, by the way. Uh, no surprises there, but I mean, it, it was nice. I liked their seating. It was a, it, the seats were like ours, our Regal, like the recliner seats. But the way they did their seating was like leveled. Yeah. So even in ours, like if somebody stands up or is too tall, sometimes depending upon what row you were in, yeah. you can still have an obst- obstructed view. Here, there was no shot of an obstructed view. No, I liked how they did that. Yeah, because it's like a whole, it's like state, like yeah. stadium salad. Yeah. Like it's a whole, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. yeah. Baltimore had the same way. Like, yeah. in a smaller area, that's how they would, they yeah. do them. So I just wanted to give a shout-out to that. It was actually, because, you know, I don't think that played into my decision because the movie's right. movie has a great open. Like, uh, some of this, the one of the scenes you see, you thought you, you would think that the Remy Malik scene you see of him in the whole white suit with the mask would be later in the movie. No, that's no. the opening scene. Yeah. And uh, you find out the backstory. You find out that uh, this young lady's uh, uh, father killed his family, and he, in turn... Uh, shows up to kill him and his family, but he's not home. He ends up killing the mother. The daughter ends up falling into a frozen lake, and he ends up saving her instead of killing her. And then fast forward to present day, she is now the love interest of one uh, retired 007 James Bond. Uh, They jump right into the action because you get an action beat right away. There's like this fight in the cemetery back on the road, puts her on a train, and then we jump five years in the future. And James Bond is in... Jamaica man. Jamaica man. Uh, they meet up with some CIA guys come invite him on to a case because Spectre's involved. He, uh, after uh, the new 007 uh, comes in, uh, you know, she's very cocky, by the way, oh, the yeah. 007. So after she comes in and informs him that they're watching him too, is when he decides, well, fuck that, I'm going to go back. So he's going to go help the CIA. They crash this Spectre party. By the way, how great was the trainee that they sent him? I don't. Yeah. And she just kept saying this was my first mission. Yeah, it's, it's uh, she's uh, the one from Knives Out. Yeah, yeah, yeah she was very good. But yeah. she's like, this is my first mission. Yeah, no, she was great. Although she did amazing for a oh. uh, first mission. Three weeks, really? Yes, yeah, yeah. Give her, only had three weeks of training. Give or take. Yeah, give, yeah. <laughs> so it was a good, fun little thing. Uh, of course, 
he they try to kill Bond, and then we find out because Spectre is still being ran from pres uh, from prison by uh you know our 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 favorite Bond, one of our favorite Bond villains there, uh the played by Christoph Waltz. Yeah, it doesn't work out well because the scientist is in bed with somebody else, and they ended up changing the DNA code of this weapon. It kills every member of Spectre in attendance very gruesomely. Yes. And then Bond and them uh, escape the day, and they're trying to figure it out. And then we figure out that the CIA agent is the one giving shit up. So Logan Nash, yes, I'm fucking dick. Yeah, Bond tries to kill him, but he ends up uh, getting away and sinking in the boat, and we end up losing one of James Bond's good friends, yeah. uh, Felix. Yeah, that's dick. Which uh, kind of sucked at that moment. You know what I mean? Bond, of course, survives the day, joins back up with MI6 after a couple uh, little shenanigans. Uh, you know, it, it, it plays out very well. Then you finally get to see Remy Malik again. Because there's a long bit where you don't yeah, see he, Remy Malik at he's all. He's only in the second half of the You're in the first 10 minutes of the movie, then he's not in until the second act. Basically. It's, basically. It's crazy. Like, he doesn't, you know, he doesn't, like, it, it is really a weird, like, way that they put him off. I, I, didn't, I didn't get that completely. I'm not, like, upset about it, but I didn't. Yeah, he, get it because he's not, like he's not until like the second act of the movie. Yeah, and like you, you you get the piece, you get the piece in the beginning, then you get him, and then but he just the the fact when as it moves on, you get a killmonger feel of him because he's trying he's trying to write write <laughs> some wrongs. Yeah, <laughs> like like he, he he's you can you kind of get that that feel like okay I, I get why he's doing what he's doing and do you hate it for him? <laughs> not really. It gives him some justification. <laughs> makes the character like, yeah. Oh, I can sort of see his point. Yeah, he's not wrong. <laughs> you didn't have to say it, but it's yeah. like it's not. It wasn't horrible concept, but that's how I felt. Well, she he convinces uh, Madeline, who is the love interest. Well, the, he told James Bond tells her he's never going to see her again, which is kind of they, they they were in love, but they, you know whatever that was after the ambush that he blames her for. Yeah. Um. He tells uh, her because he uh, he comes back, he goes to her office as somebody, shows her the mask to admit that he's the man who tried to kill her. It was a weird scene, but very nice. And she, come to find out, is Blofeld's uh, counselor, yeah. like uh, his mental counselor. So she's the only person that he'll talk to. And so Remy Malik's character, who is uh, Safin, knows this. And he tells her, all you need to do I know your secrets. I know I know everything, and uh, I know there's things that can hurt you. You might not care about dying, but I can kill the one you do. I know everything. But if you do this for me, and you all you do is spray this on your on your wrists, and then you can go in, just touch him, and he dies. Because this biological weapon is made up of nanobots, and once you get them on you, you can't get them off. We find out very early on, but. It, they're DNA encoded. So if you touch the person who is has the DNA code for it, it will kill them, but nobody else. However, it will kill everybody else with that DNA line as well. So Safin has got this now, and we're finding out that he wants Spectre dead because her father was a Spectre agent. Yeah. So fast forward, and Bond's back in the fold. We, we, he gets reinstated uh, as a double O. They don't tell us the number, which leads to him and, and, and the new 007 being like, so what's his 00 number? She keeps harping on it. They never say what his new 00 number is, by the way. <laughs> well, the, it ends up being 007. Well, yeah, later on, later on, we'll skip ahead a little bit. Later on, after they 
start getting along, she's like, I uh, permission to allow him to be reinstated as 007. And he looks at her and he's like, really, you know, you were, you know, you deserve it. And she's just kind of like, you know what? It's just a number. Yeah. That's what he told her earlier. Cause she was like, it bothers, it bothers you that I'm 007. Yeah. And he's like, it's just a number. So it was kind of like they, they, they were going tit for tat for a while. And then finally they get on the same page uh, because they save each other's asses. So it's kind of like one of those, okay, we respect each other. And it's a really cool feel to it. So now in the movie, we have, like I said, I'm skipping over a bunch of stuff, yeah, obviously, yeah. on purpose. Uh, so now in the movie, she goes in there, and this is the first time she's seen Bond in five years. Uh, talking about Madeline. And, you know, obviously, you know, he's trying to be whatever. They both go in together. She gets cold feet. He tries to grab under her pull back. So now we have Blofeld played by Christoph Waltz, which is phenomenal. Uh, it was phenomenal when they did it in Spectre. It's phenomenal here as well. And James, and, and of course, you know, he's like, don't get in his head. Don't let him get in your head. And finally, he says the wrong thing, and James Bond grabs a hold of him by the throat and starts to choke him. They pull him off, and then, of course, he dies because when he grabbed her arm, the nanobots got on his hand, and he touched him. Yeah. Which makes sense. And they're yeah. like, well, and that's where you deeper find out, well, how do you get it off? And they're like, you don't. It stays there forever. He was like, as long as you better not touch anybody he's related to, I guess. <laughs> so, uh, carry on to the movie. Uh, he does. They're they're looking for her after she leaves because obviously they know that she had the bots on her. At the same time, they're trying to find Logan Ash. Yeah. Uh, so they split up. So double O so the new 007 goes and follows Logan Ash, and then the uh, the of course James Bond goes to find Madeline, but he knows right where to find her. He's lying to them where he is too, by the way, because he knows where her home is, which is her childhood home as well. So he goes and meets her there, and they reconcile, and you find out. She has a little girl. Oh no! About yeah. about five years old. Oh no! Bright blue eyes and bright blue eyes. And of course, the first thing that uh, Bond says is that she he was like her eyes. They're like mine. She's like she's not yours. Oh, That's what she says. Trifling whore. Yeah, right. <laughs> so, anyways, they end up you know kiss and make up. You know, obligatory sex with James Bond. We we know it's gonna happen. Right? <laughs> like this is there's nothing more James Bond than the drinking. And by the way. For, for his last bond, he definitely takes a couple extra drinks here and there, which is hilarious. During that bar scene earlier, yeah. there's a part where in, there's, it gets split in two parts. Between them, he stops at the bar, pours him and the other uh, agent a bourbon, and they both uh, cheers and take a shot and then go fight again. It's yeah. kind of fun. I, I, I was like, you know what? It kind of looked out of place. And then I was like, you know what? He was probably like, well, let me get some extra drinking points in. So now these the bad guys know where they are. So they come after them in you know Bond true Bond fashion, but they get their hands on Madeline and the little girl. Yeah, and I forget. Uh, I forget what I forget what they named the girl. I forgot what her name is too, and I, I was trying to look it up real quick. But anyways, they they get their hands on them and they take them back to this island. So now we have a, a, a real secret layer again, finally, in a Bond film. So Safin has this whole island, and he's got these this poison garden where every plant in it is a different kind of poison. So he takes uh, the little girl through the thing, and he keeps her, and they lock up the mother. And he's like, I'm going to save you. You know, you're, you know, he's trying to preach to this little girl who doesn't know what's going on. And then, you know, Madeline is locked in his cell, and they're trying to get her to drink tea and stuff. But, of course, Bond... And the new 007 come to save the day. And uh, Bond ends up, you know, she stays down. He, he ends up saying to him, come up and talk to me. She's got the, the, 
scientists held hostage with a bunch of bombs that are ready to detonate in the room. So it kind of like it's like a little standoff. And Bond goes up, and of course, we get a great performance from Remy Malik as a villain, very good, where he's basically explaining to Bond what's going on. He's like, listen, you're interfering with my job. And he's like, you're trying to kill everybody. You're, you know, because what he's going to do is he's going to release it with all his DNA strands. And of course, if one person gets it, then they're going to pass it. And, you know, even at their funerals, people died at other people's funerals because they're on their skin forever. And he's like, you're trying to kill the world. You're a madman. You know, you know, and he's like, no, we're, we're alike. We're, we're alike. Only you do things out of anger and rage. And I do them because I want everything to be peaceful. He's like, really? That's, that's what you consider peaceful. He's like, well, put it this way. If, you can make one of two choices. You can either take the girl, which he reveals that it is James Bond's daughter, which we all knew. You can either take your daughter and you can leave and leave me to do whatever I want, but she's safe. Or, or you can uh, watch her die. He throws this pillow up in the air and everybody, all the fucking, his guards just shoot this pillow to shit. Master plan. Yes. So anyways, so, you know, but, you know, it's James Bond. And, of course, he asked for Madeline back. He's like, no, nope, can't do that. This is my deal. That's my whatever. So Bond, you know, finally, you know, crumbles to the ground. He's like, no, nah, you know, whatever. And then he pulls out a gun and just shoots everybody in the fucking room. Except for Remy Malik, of course, who gets away with the girl. And then he tells Double O to do her thing. So she starts fucking up people. And it's it's a great ending action scene, by the way. It's, it's layered, but it's a great action scene, including I love when the doctor gets it. The doctor finally annoys her. Now, we find out that this water that we thought was water where they're doing things is actually acid. And yes. we find this out because somebody hits it and just fucking yeah, melts. Yeah. And it's fucking crazy. And this doctor and her are on this sledge, and she's in the shootout. And this doctor keeps talking shit. And finally, she's like, you know what? Time for you to die. And she just kicks him into the fucking acid. I'm like, yes. Yes. It's so amazing. And uh, he, Remy Malik's on the run. And uh, Madeline breaks out of where she was. And then, of course, Bond finds her. And then they're there. And you're like, oh, we got to get the good daughter. And then she's there. Because yeah. the weirdest thing in this movie, and I got to say, the weirdest part of this movie to me is that Safin, Safin is carrying her. And he is telling her that he's going to teach her the ways and this and that. And then she loses her little doll, her doo-doo, her little doll. And she bites his fucking hand and walks away. And he's like, listen, you either can come with me and live or you can just walk away. And I don't care. And she just goes eh, and walks away. And he's <laughs> like, and it goes back to him. And he's like, all right, I guess. And he <laughs> walks away. It's like, it's a weird thing. So he finds, she finds mom and dad, of course. And he's like, all right, they meet up with Double O and Double O Seven, I should say, and they have a boat, like a little like raft boat, and they're get them out of here, get them to safety. I have to go open the blast doors because he's finally convinced because this thing is gonna kill society. He's finally convinced uh, M to blow up the island to launch missiles, and they're like, he's like, it's gonna be an international incident. It's a disputed territory. He's like, you have to blow this place up. If you don't, it's gonna kill everybody. So, but they have to open, they have these fucking uh, launch doors. It used to be a missile. So he's got to go open them. So he, you know, he makes his way up there. Some more fighting, some more badass fighting. Gets the doors open. He's leaving. He gets doo-doo. And then he hears the things closing back up. So he goes up there. And of course, we have our final showdown with Remy Malik. And him and Remy Malik fight. He breaks his fucking leg in a really cool way. Or no, it's his uh, arm. arm, it's arm. arm. His fucking, so he's, he's, they're fighting. He fucking snaps his arm. So they're laying this thing. And when uh, when you just think Bond has the upper hand, he smashes this glass vial into his neck. And it was what was to make Madeline 
behave. So it's her DNA. So he's like, that's that's okay. I'm fine. I'm fine. You know, you can kill me right now because I've taken away everything from you. You will be alone. You your 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 love. You won't you won't ever be able to reciprocate it because if you touch her or you touch your daughter, they'll die. Real fucking evil shit. Yeah. So then Bond's just like. Fuck, he picks up the gun. He's like, and, he, and he's still talking shit like he's going to get away with something. And Bond just fucking just shoots it, shoots him right in the fucking head a few times. <laughs> like Daniel Craig Bond don't fucking play, bro. So then he's got to get the doors open and the airstrike is coming. And he's wounded from the fight because he got shot pretty good. And he realizes what he has to do. And he goes up and, uh, of course, Q is telling him, like, listen, you're not going to have time. You're not going to have time. And he's like, he's, he's talking very cryptically at first to Q. And then all of a sudden Q goes, Oh no, they they got you with the nanobots, didn't they? And he just is like, yeah, because he puts it together. Like, <laughs> yeah. there's a reason why James is going to sacrifice. So he has to be passionate to Madeline, and they have their moment. It's real emotional. And while they're doing this, he gets the doors open. He climbs up to the roof of the place as the missiles are coming in, and it, fucking beautiful. Uh, they're talking, and then as the missiles hit, it just goes dead. So Bond is gone. Like he dies. Like, they blow him up. Like, you're like, what the fuck? Like, because, you know, even though you know it's his last movie, like, you don't expect them to kill him. Let him go back to Jamaica and enjoy retirement. <laughs> Dude, right. But, you know, he can't have the people he, he loves because they can't get rid of him. Because even he says to Q, Q's like, well, there's got to be a way. He's like, but you know there's not. And Q's yeah. like, and, you know, so it's an emotional moment. It, it was super emotional. It was really cool. And every, and then we get the, the, scene, uh, the, the scene close to the end where all of the agents, Q, M, 007 everybody are standing in this room and they pour a glass for him and they all do a salute to to you know bond and it was it's really nice and then it's like okay get back to you know go back to work and like yeah. things go on and then it's the, the the madeline the daughter being driving up the hill and she's like i'm going to tell you a story about a man named james bond yeah and it was really kind of a nice ending and i'm like man they had the balls the balls that kill him like yeah. that that to me that was fucking awesome because i'm like you know, usually these movies end with a happy ending, and that's really not a happy ending. Like, yeah. he dies, but he dies in a badass fashion, just like, man, I'm going to die on my own fucking terms. The, the stupid stairwell scene when the grenade falls. Oh. And then he, so he's like, <laughs> oh, okay. So he chucks th- it back up, you know, movie magic, chucks it back up, blows up. And I, immediately after it blows up, six more just come down. He's like, and then he's just like, oh, shit. Because <laughs> like, whoever's up top's like, okay, yep, he's there. Here we go. <laughs> and he's just like, oh, Dude, fuck. there's so many great spots of the fight scene. You, you'd enjoy the movie. You should definitely see it. If you haven't, it, well, hopefully, if you haven't seen it, we just spoiled the shit out of this movie. Uh, but uh, it's still worth seeing if you haven't, I guess, uh, you know. Yeah, man, fucking great. I, th- I thought it was great. I, I don't know. How, how Did you think it was good, Ren? I thought it was very predictable. Like, it, like the like it was, everything was predictable. Um, when he put her on Madeline on the on the train, she reaches for her stomach. Oh, okay. So, so so she's like, no, like she was upset and she's trying to follow him through the train, but he disappears. Then you see the daughter. You're like, okay, right yeah, that's eyes. fine. Yeah. I mean, we all and, knew that. It's not like yeah. we had to have it confirmed. Yeah, but it's like it's just the the whole linear line to me was predictable. Like everything was like, okay, this happens. Okay, this happens. This happens. Uh, I wanted more of Felix, and I wanted more of that other agent, the the trainee, <laughs> the trainee just out of training. Oh I, yeah, she, you only see her in that yeah, fight, and that's yeah, it. That's yeah, horrible. And she just leaves. So she's like, "Yeah, I'm good. Bye. See you later." I'm like, "But Felix, you know, dying is like, oh, you know, come on. Any anything he wants to do, you know, the Watcher from what if, you know, whatever he wants to do. Yeah, Westworld Watcher. <laughs> like, 
I just want to follow. Yes. Yeah. I, I mean, I, Jeff I, something. I, Jeff, I forget what his name is. Jeffrey or something. Uh, I'm drawing a blank yeah. on them. Yeah, I, 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 I enjoy it. I thought it was a great movie. But before we give our scars, you know that we have to um, do what? What? Time to play the game. Time to play the game! <laughs> That's right, it's time to play the game. Ron! Ron is still your champion. And I'm probably going to lose today. Probably hooker by crook. Of course, how we play the game is as closest to the number without going over. So price is right rules. Until the tiebreaker one if we and need it. And that is just closest to the number because we have to have a winner. And I have to bow out on the IMDB one. <laughs> so, Diesel don't go over. <laughs> Oh, you already knew Yeah, I saw, I saw it earlier. All right, we can skip that. So we have three. Right, sorry, so if I need, it's my if fault. I need, I'm just being honest. If I, need, if, I need a, if I need a last one, the last one will be worth two points. All right, so that with that being said, out of 100% Metacritic Diesel, what did they give No Time to Die? I know it just came out, but I really haven't heard anything bad, so I'm going to go fairly high with this. 78. Ron. Mm, Metacritic, you want 78? Uh, I don't know if it's really going to make it up to 80. Uh, fuck me. Um, I'll, go, I'll go 60 it's probably 82 but I'll go 60 Ron gets the point oh. it was uh, 69% of my credit oh Jesus <laughs> okay next up we have Rotten Tomatoes Ron out of 100% what did they give No Time to Die Rotten Tomatoes oh fuck <laughs> 72 Diesel the number in my head is 80 so we're going with 80 and we're tied up, Diesel, because you got the point. 84% on Rotten uh, yeah, Tomatoes. I, I wouldn't have gone that high regardless. All right, for the game. And by the way, this is whoever gets closer to the number because it's the tiebreaker as well. Google users, Diesel, out of 100%, what did they give? No time to die. 88. 89. Oh. <laughs> Come on, 86. It probably is. Well... I usually go lower, but... And your winner for the fourth week in a row, Ron. damn it. 90%. <laughs> 90% on Google. Because I, I, it's just the opening weekend. Yeah. It's always high, high. Yeah, and Google uses So, yeah, yeah. now we're going to rate it on the scale. Only me and Ron, because, of course, you haven't seen it yet, Teasel. So, on the scale, the nerd scale. Remember, the nerd scale is more based on entertainment and not based on... Uh, the style numbers, which I always give my rating of the movie as well at the end. But remember, if it is a one, it's a no. If it's a two, it's you've been warned. If it's a three, eh, take it or leave it. If it is a four, that is means just take my money. And of course, at five, you are certified nerd. Ron, on the nerd scale, what did you give? No time to die. I'm giving it a three. Only because, like I said, I just felt very, very, like, Cookie cutter, cookie cutter type of deal. I I know I know I'm gonna get hate for this from everybody. I get it. Um, it wasn't my favorite Bond movie. It was good. It was fine. It was something to watch. I understand people will go and see it and they'll enjoy it a lot more than I did. So that's all I'm saying. As a Bond fan, I came out of the movie saying that out of the the Craig run, this was a second to Skyfall. Uh, in my opinion, I thought it was the next best movie in the one, and that's not that's saying something because I think all the movies in the, the Daniel Craig run were Man of Spectre, uh, Casino Royale, they were all great movies. But uh, with that being said, I, I still like Skyfall more in the Craig run, and like I said, I, I'm picking Bond movies, I think Skyfall is my favorite Bond movie of all time as well. Uh, so that's giving a pretty high praise. 
I struggled with giving it Certified Nerd, so I'm giving it a four. I'm giving it a Just Take My Money because I thought it was a very good movie. I'll give you this. There was a lot of predictable parts to it, but I think it made up for it in the action scenes, and I really am giving them a little extra pointage because they had the balls to kill Bond. Like I thought that that was the one thing that we all thought. Like Let's be honest. We thought the movie would end with him with his family sleeping a fucking martini on the beach. They have a cure for you know the nanobots. Like That's going through everybody's head. The fact that they went the dark route and said, fuck it, he's dying. I, I, I gave them, I, I'm giving I'm giving them super props on that. Uh, I just because of the predictability, I can't give it certified nerd. But I think it's a damn good movie and definitely recommend it. Uh, out of ten, though, if you're giving my, getting my score like I usually give, I actually gave this movie an eight out of ten. I thought it was very good. Well, I put together, like I said, the predictability kind of hurts it. That's where I take points away. But where I give it great points, great action beats, great fight scenes, ballsy finish. Salute. The acting was a phenomenal, which I don't think anybody would have thought it was bad. Great acting cast. Everybody yeah. brought their fucking A game. Oh, yeah. I loved every minute of it. So, like I said, it's very entertaining. Eight out of ten. The only things that really hurt it is the predictability. And, of course, the kind of movie it is. I usually don't give action movies the gigantic numbers because it's an action flick. But at the same point in Juncture, it was still very good. Not good enough to be, like, if you want to know, I always gave Skyfall a nine out of ten. Uh, because Skyfall pretty much does everything right, and it's unpredictable. Like you, you can see where some of it was going to go, but I mean, the fact that you know you find out that the one person is Moneybag's son, and then they killed Moneybags. Yeah. Or Money Penny. Sorry, I said yeah. Moneybags. Why did I say Moneybags? Oh yeah, Money Penny. Okay. It's Money Penny. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, one, I'm fucking up things, and somebody's going to yell at the thing. But yeah, they killed Money Penny. That was that was fucking weird. Send your hate three fat nerds. Hey, listen, I've caught myself after I said it, damn it. I was thinking about I, I, was, with you. I, I was thinking about the money. I was thinking about the fucking Monopoly man. Yeah. <laughs> damn no. it. It's tired. I've had a long weekend. You're, I'm surprised that that was my one of my only few botches on this episode. I just want to throw that out there. No, I, yeah, it's all good. Yeah. With that being said, ladies and gentlemen, that is going to do it for the first, for you know the majority of the show. But we got to pay them bills. So, oh wait a minute! Before I do, I'm almost going to forget again. <laughs> I was going to forget again. I'm botching. There's another botch. I'm, I'm ending the show on botches. I'm tired <laughs> and I'm hungry. Uh, so next week we are going to be festive, but we know that we can't review Halloween Kills, even though myself and Ron are both going to see it uh, because Diesel does not like horror films. And he shan't be watching. For the firefighters, I refuse. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever you want to blame it on, asshole. It's because you're scared you kung fu fight the air. <laughs> oh, right. Anyways. Uh, so in all honesty, we wanted to be festive. Because this was that's the major movie coming out this week. That's the movie we're going to you know end up going to see. So I said, let's be a little festive. Let's pick a Halloween movie. But one that Diesel can watch and appreciate. And it just came up in a discussion the other day. So next week, Diesel's Movie Club pick. If you guys want to watch along and get reacquainted with before the show, it's going to be the Halloween classic, Ernest Scared Stupid. That's right. We're going to rewatch Ernest Scared Stupid, give a full-on review. I can't wait to talk about Miak and Goblins <laughs> next week on the show. So you guys already know, uh. Diesel's Movie Club. Ernest, Scared Stupid, in honor of the Halloween season, because the following week will be Dune, and then uh, I, I'm not, I, I can't remember Eternals? when we're close to the month. No, Eternals is the week after. 
Oh, okay. Because so. uh, Eternals comes out on November 2nd or November 4th, whatever it yeah. is. The first first Friday of November. Uh, the 29th is a movie that we were talking about. Is uh, I don't know if you're being for as One Night in Soho. That oh, one yeah, looks yeah. really interesting. It probably freaked me the fuck out, but it looks really good. So we might do that. Also, My Hero Academia comes out that week, and I'll be seeing both of those movies. So we can pick a movie or we can pick an older movie. It's going to be I, that one I've left up for grabs. So it's kind of a wild card at this point in juncture. But I can tell you the ne- the next week is going to be our Scare Stupid. The week after that will be the review of Dune. And the week after that is a grab bag. The following week will be uh, The Eternals. Yeah. So we have a good lineup coming up, and we'll continue to let you know. But remember, if you want to watch along, with us before we give our review so you can give your opinions too because we always love hearing them on all the social media platforms go ahead and watch Ernest Scared Stupid so with that being said let's pay some bills Diesel it's time for some shameless plugs first of all if you can hear my voice good you know how to find us but do your friends know how to find us do their friends know how to find us you tell them to put three fat nerds into any podcast provider and Booyah Kasha will come right up and remember for everything we talk about it is the number three not the word three in the name of course uh, you might as well smash that follower subscribe button on whatever podcatcher you have because guess what you get our show delivered to you automatically each and every week we're also on Facebook type in that search bar on Facebook three fat nerds pod you're going to find our page. You're going to like our page. You're going to comment, rate, review. Help us spread the word of nerd. And, of course, you can find us on Twitter, Instagram, and on TikTok at 3FatNerdsPod. Remember, whenever talking about the show, use that hashtag 3FNPod. Hey, we've been talking about James Bond. That can only mean one thing. Send your hate to 3FatNerdsPod at gmail.com. Of course, here's the double shot. Remember, man, if you for all information and everything else, go to 8 Oh, no. Ooh, ooh, I almost ooh. did your bit. I'm, I, I'm used to that week where you missed, and I had to do all the bits. Anyways, <laughs> make sure you're following us over on Twitch, twitch.tv slash podcast. We come to you with some great action. We got some things coming back, and I can already, I spoiled it earlier in November. We will be bringing back the movie night, and we will be watching the greatest documentary of all time, Superheroes. I uh, will have a solid date for you by next week, because we're going to be, I'm going to getting everything in the planner, get it ready so everybody's on the same page, but we will be watching Superheroes. Uh, of course, uh, uh, you can also find us over on Patreon if you would like to support the show monetarily. Patreon.com slash 8122productions. And of course, for a little as little as $1 a month, you get a ton of extra bonus content, including the show early and uncooked every week. So you get bonus material in it. Trust me, you don't want to miss that. It's crazy. And it's a lot of fun. Of course, you get Horizon 607 also early and with bonus content. And you get the two made for Patreon shows. I love movies. And of course, Love is Scary with Dr. Derek and Spooky Mike. You can all that and much more over there. First little is $1 at patreon.com slash 8122productions. Shit. Do we got something in my ear? Did you just say 8122productions? I sure did. As in H to the double T to the P to the colon to the backslash to the backslash to the 81 double deuce P-R-O-D-U-C-T-I-O-N-S dot com. 8122productions.com for all things 8122productions. You can find out more about the Three Fat Nerds podcast, Horror Zone 607 and 607TWS. Plus, you can hear about the people who provide us with their music, like the people who do our, who like the band that does our theme song. Of course, they're Shout at the Robots, but you can also find out about Second Suitor. Tom Jolu, uh, Floodlands, the Jasons from West Virginia, and last but certainly not least, the Phosphines from Melbourne, Australia. All that and more right there on the website underneath the bands and friends of the show. Of course, you can find out about the ODPH there. Go over to their website. And of course, you can find out about our local sponsors. But before I say that, I always forget to tell you, I got to work it in here somewhere sometime about if you forget any of these links, they're all in the liner notes of this show. So I got to work that into our final pitch somewhere. One day I'll figure it out. But uh, we have local sponsors. 
But we're going to give them a shout-out here. You can find them on the website, but you can give them a shout-out here. First of all, the people who provide us with the 8122 Production Studios. That's right. Dragon Master Games, located at 1235 Upper Front Street in Binghamton, New York. For all your Magic the Gathering and gaming needs, visit them on the World Wide Web, DragonMasterGames.com. And if you're in the 607 or passing through the 607 and you want to find out about events going on in the shop, because trust me, we got a ton of them coming up, you can do that by liking their Facebook page, Dragon Master Games. And thank you to Rex to Rod's Auto Detailing. Located at 2004 North Street in Endicott, New York. To call for an appointment, call 607-644-3389. When you're ready to put the pride back in your ride, don't forget to tell them the three fat nerds sent you. Ronald! One out of ten stars. Bloody awful. Okay, seriously. This film choose. Bland. Boorish. Stale. Dull. Effortless. Skip it. See a decent film instead. Just brutal. And clearly, the moment in time when Leo jumped the shark. On the other hand... The film could use, could be used to torture prisoners of war. Always a silver lining. One out of ten stars. Titanic just sucks people. Diesel, uh, before you say anything, I feel like you've been personally attacked here. Uh, jump the shark? Dude, it, uh, to be fair, if there was an actual shark scene at the end, I would have been in. Even more so. It would have gone from a nine to a fucking twelve. Dude, dude, okay. Picture this. The end of the movie. They're hanging out of the door. He says, eh, and goes off the, uh, off the door. And as he goes and she's watching him, Fucking the Meg just comes and swallows him. I'm fucking back no, in. No, even better. She blows that little whistle as we're looking for survivors. Weekly blows that whistle, and the Meg comes up. Then ah, oh. yes, 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 yes. <laughs> But uh, you could you could always you could always make things better. I mean, has he ever jumped the shark? Period. I mean, he's had some not great movies. Has he? Well, there's been a couple that weren't great. Let's got we, we got to be honest with that. I mean, I was a fan of Romeo and Juliet, but I could see why people wouldn't like oh, it. I loved it. Oh, dude, Romeo and Juliet was right, great. right. I liked it too, but I, I can see why people. There is mixed reviews, and I could see why. But like, I, I mean, like, I just love that. The ones that would probably get the worst like critical acclaim from like random viewers, like the general public, would probably be like The Beach, which is great. Oh, I love The Beach. I like The Beach, but I could see that. Yeah. yeah. Well, I, I mean, I'm trying to think of any like that's why my problem is is that I don't ever think he's jumped the shark. Because he's been great and everything, dude. If they do, the well, Aviator was amazing. If they do, catch me if you can. Oh. Catch me if you can is good. It's just slow. See, it, well, here's the thing. I can see if somebody complained about, it, but I like Catch Me If I Can. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, it's and just, Ray Liotta, badass yeah. in that film. The only way I can see him jumping the shark is if he does a biopic on Henry Winkler, and they include the scene where he jumps the shark on Happy Days. <laughs> <laughs> that man could do no wrong. Speaking of which, I, I love Henry Winkler, too. Oh, Henry Winkler is just like a generally nice guy. Yes, yeah. absolutely. Sort of yeah. like the Paul Rudd of the previous generations. Yeah, I, I got you. Yeah. I don't know. I don't think he's ever jumped the shark. But with that being said, we've come to the end of the show. I'm hungry. I'm tired. But you know what? I'm also very full in my heart. Uh, I got to go to New York Comic Con, and that was fucking awesome. So it's worth being tired for. Uh, and I want to take the moment, for those of you who listen to the end of the show, to say, and this is why I waited to the end of the show, because uh, I want to see how many of you listen. Uh, to say thank you all because because of you listeners because of you people who support us is the reason why doors open up and we can go to places like New York Comic Con as press why we can go to other conventions and stuff as press and we continue and as things get back to a new normal if you will we will continue to do so and I uh, want to thank you guys for that and uh, we always try to bring you the entertainment we always try to bring you the funny and for the most part I see from the reviews and stuff that you guys think we succeed so please 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 continue your support because uh, we do really appreciate it and we love you all. Uh, so I wanted to get that sappy shit out of the way, but I want to see who listens to the end to hear the sappy shit too. Uh, but with that being said, thank you guys so much for listening. We will be back next week. Same bat time, same bat channel. 
of course, for your weekly dose of all that is pop culture and nerdum. Until then, take care of yourselves, take care of each other, and most importantly, later, nerds. Uh, I just wanted to do a quick little shout out to Happy Birthday M. Uh, have a great day, and later, everybody. I just want to say Titanic to the crossover. Jack reunites with Rose on Titanic Heaven. The Ghostbusters pop in. End it right there. Titanic just sucks, people. Plus Ultra! I want you to get it. I want you to understand. I'm doing the best I can, but not as good as I want to be. I just want to get it. I just want to comprehend that I have to make amends with the monster inside of me. But I keep forgetting things I need to know. Where I'm from becomes the great unknown. And I can't seem to get it. Built up too many fences to let this get the best of me. You can't just forget it because it will manifest. I'm not getting any rest as it is. I only want to dream, but I keep forgetting things I need to know. Yeah.